Hello, Dr. Shiloh. This is Dr. Peter Fensickel. How are you today? Oh my God, Scott, please stop. You're creeping me out. <laughs> Look, you know, I'm a method actor. I, oh, I immerse myself in the characters. I can't I be friends with you myself. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everyone. We wanted to let you know that we are doing something fun today. We were not planning on putting anything out today, but we hope you had a wonderful Christmas and we are dropping season two, episode one of Santa May Be a Criminal on our feed today. You guys know how much this project means to us. You know how much our editor, Jason Usri, the creator and brilliant mind behind this means to us. So if you have not caught up, if you haven't listened to season one, what is wrong with you? We're going to psychologically dissect you at this point. <laughs> Please go back and listen. But honestly, this this episode is really, really special because it involves so many true crime podcasters and we all had such a great time. And it's really awesome to kick off season two like this. This is a passion project for us, really a group of friends. Yeah. It was born out of a crazy night of text threading. <laughs> Text threading? Is that a is that a verb? Yeah, like two years ago, like it just suddenly exploded between, I think, five of us just yeah. back and forth. I think we were all drinking in different parts of the country and coming oh, up with these ideas. But Jason drinking. was the one. Yeah. But Jason was the one that absolutely spun this whole thing into a wonderful creative project. And we can't wait to share it with you today. And like Dr. Shado was saying, if you're not caught up, please go back and just marathon season one because it's awesome. Yes, it absolutely is. So here's a little end cap to your holiday cheer and enjoy everyone. sponsor, Better Elf. It's been a long, hot, lonely summer, hasn't it? Since Santa may be a criminal's been on hiatus, you haven't been able to fill your earmuffs with the sounds of terror and glee. Well, I've got great news for you. If you're experiencing withdrawals, a southern drawl, or just like to draw pictures, well, Better Elf is there to support and provide all the counseling you need. We're heading into a very trying time for a lot of people. A sad time. And by sad, I mean seasonal affective disorder. It's when it gets cloudy and gray, and then you get cloudy and gray. Santa Maybe a Criminal is back, here to warm your nose and tickle your toes. But if that's not enough to pull you from those feelings of despair, Better Elf can match you with an elf that can provide support, pose on a shelf, and cause all other sorts of mischief. Use promo code NAUGHTY for 12% off one month of counseling when you sign up now. That's Better Elf. Elf help is the best help. You talk, we listen at Better Elf. This advertisement of satire and Better Elf is not a real product. If you need mental health services, reach out to a licensed professional or call 1-800-662-HELP. Mm -hmm. 
This program contains talk about criminal activity and may paint a not-so-flattering picture of some of your childhood heroes. It even includes a few cuss words and may not be appropriate for your youngins. So, you might want to earmuff them or send them outside to play. Thanks for listening. Yep, you heard that right, Santa Claus. My name's Richie Buck. I'm a former pest control technician, carpenter, and sometimes wise man in my church Christmas program. As for my current situation, I'm an investipodster. And the jolly man you just heard on that recording? Well, last year he got locked up. This year, he's gone and busted out of jail. Guess who's going to drag him back to face the Christmas music? You can thank me later. This is season two of Santa May Be a Criminal, an ongoing Yuletide investigation. You got anything else other than cookies and milk? And you have something like bangers and mash. And this is the first day of Christmas. Finding my boo. Settle in for an evening of mystery, mayhem, and exploration of the dark side of humanity. I'm Dr. Shiloh, a former cop. And I'm Dr. Scott, a former Hollywood casting director. Now we're both forensic psychologists working in Southern California. Are you fascinated by the twisted minds that commit criminal acts? Do you ever wonder, how could they do that? In each episode of our podcast, LA Not So Confidential, we dissect the nexus where true crime, forensic psychology, and entertainment meet. Jeannie Blanchard was exaggerating her daughter's medical condition for financial gain. We serve up fascinating cases viewed through the lens of human behavior. Brother, why is your brother afraid of you? Delivered with our signature gallows humor while examining the actual diagnoses and dishing on the media portrayal. The kids are alive. Subscribe to LA Not So Confidential anywhere you go for podcasts. Come and join us for LA Not So Confidential. Trust us, we're doctors. really don't want to do this. Hey, y'all. You remember who I am because you heard the intro, but you're probably curious about how I am. Are you kidding me? You gotta. Remember that guy? That's my cousin Rodney Dale Murphy. He's the guy that left the hunch punch out for Santa instead of milk. The guy who had the partridge in the pine tree. You can trace this whole story back to that damn bird and that damn hunch punch. But... That's neither here nor there. Rodney's had some big changes, too. See, he left his wife, Linda, and is now shacking up with Ruthie Barker guest granddaughter, Rita. You done everything else. Live a little. You're a bad influence. Trust me, it's what people want. I heard a bunch of people whispering, trying to figure out what you be. I'm standing right now in Rita's storage unit, holding a flashlight. Inside, the beam illuminates clothing racks, and on those racks, 
are costumes. Halloween costumes. This is a hell of a collection. You might remember last season I had three rules. I'd never get a tattoo. I never say the F word. And I never dress up for Halloween. Two out of three ain't bad. Meatloaf. May he rest in peace. How about this one? So I broke two of those rules in season one. I actually broke the tattoo thing twice. And after Derek Rudolph, Santa's somehow still defense attorney, invited me to his Halloween party. The mitten ain't a fitting. You best be a quitting. It looks like I'm going to break the third. I just don't know. If you don't dress up, they'll know you're a plant. A narc. But I'm not. I've made it clear where I stand. Sure you have. Who all's gonna be there? Richie? Hey, Rita. Rita walks up. She's holding another armful of clothes. Anything you like? I don't know. Well, I bought another storage unit. Every single one I buy is filled with Halloween costumes. This podcast is brought to you by Christmas Spirit Halloween. Just kidding. There are a couple nice ones here. Like... And then she pulls it out. It's sort of the opposite of what you'd think of for Halloween. It's white, and it's covered in sequins. Wait a minute. Nice. Ain't it? Damn sure is. So, I decide. If I'm going to dress up for Halloween, I'm going to make a mark and leave them wanting more. Richie has left the storage unit. I hate parties. I hate being around people. And there's a sequin pinch in my... Oh, it's time for Christmas. I keep forgetting to change my ringtone. Gotta remember to do that. Hey, yeah, I'm almost there. Yes, of course I'm dressed up. Well, I'm a new me. Yes, I'm still doing the podcast. At least until we get him back here to face the facts. pull up to Derek Rudolph's house. To say he's gone all out is an understatement. I don't know if y'all remember, but Derek told me that Halloween was his favorite holiday, despite that being a red flag for Santa. Anyhow, there are a couple of those light projection thingies out on the front yard. I grab a small bag and get out of the truck and approach the house. As I approach the front steps, I see a pretty wild party in full swing. As if he could sense my presence, Derek Rudolph rushes over. Wait a minute. Richie Rich? Let me guess. You're the king of rock and roll? Uh-huh. What's with the... He points to the side of my head. See, on top of the necessary addition of the big glasses, I also added some big ears. They fold out over the jet black wig behind the oversized sideburns. After all, I gotta stay true to our theme, don't I? What's with the ears? I'm Elvish. Elvis Presley. Because of your Christmas obsession, yeah. uh, (laughs) You're nothing if not consistent. No wonder you're always on the nice list. Uh, What do you got there? He points at the red bag in my hand. Nothing much. I, I brought a gift. You brought a gift? To a Halloween party? This is how bad I am at this. I thought you always brought gifts to parties. Thanks. What is it? It's... 
haunted Christmas ornament. It's true. The ornament has the ashes of my great uncle Alfred. He was my daddy's brother. They loved Christmas. He asked that when he go, his ashes be put in an ornament and hung on the tree every year. Problem was, the bastard seemed to haunt my house. And if Derek Rudolph is planning to defend Santa, well, maybe this will keep him up a few nights and knock him off his game. Oh, thanks, Richie. That's really, really nice of you. Listen, I know things between you and Santa right now are uh, complicated, and I completely understand that. But I want you to know, Santa is innocent. Sure, of course. Innocent until proven guilty. Innocent until convicted. Sometimes, even innocent when convicted. You remember that, Richie. You remember that. <laughs> kind of like an Alfred plea. See, that makes this all the more special because in that ornament right there is Alfred Buck. Alfred? Alfred. Alfred? I think I know the name of my own uncle. <laughs> no, sorry. I think you're talking about an Alfred plea, not Alfred. It's not like Batman's butler's plea. Come on, let me show you to the bar. Yes, please. As we move through the group, I see a lot of people I recognize. Dr. Peter Whip Vimsickles wearing a seersucker suit and smoking his signature Galois. Hello, Richie. Looks like winter is here. Well, technically it's still fall. If you say so, dear boy. So, where is he? Who? Santa? No, the Easter Bunny. Actually, that one I know. If I knew where Santa Claus was, I'd be slapping handcuffs on him right now. Do you think that is a good idea? You risk your spot on the ninth list. Unfortunately, Doc, I think that sleigh has sailed. I continue through and bump into a pregnant nun. No, wait. <gasps> Richie! Jenny? I like your costume. I knew you would. A little naughty, a little nice. <laughs> I know it's been done to death, but who cares? It's a party. You ready for some more ink? <laughs> Not yet. When you're ready, I've got ideas. Like, really good ideas. She clutches my arm and growls at me. Rawr. <laughs> okay, sure. Sorry, drinking Manhattans tonight. Have fun. Jared Rudolph's still tugging me by the arm, trying to get me to the bar. Well, 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 Chet. And Sally. And we are the prosecutors. Except tonight, because it's Halloween. Yeah, so what are you? You can't tell? Double-breasted suit? Fedora with a feather? Expensive watch? Chip on shoulder? We're, We're defense, defense attorneys. attorneys! Did I really invite you guys? You sure did, D. Rudy. We stand awkwardly for a moment. I eye the bar. I can see it. We're only 15 paces away. Tough going with the old fat man. I'd say he's moderately obese. Well, don't take up for him. Oh, no, I'm not. I'm on your side now. Wait, what? Haven't you been listening to my podcast? Well, let me interject. Our friends here seem confused. See, a podcast is like on-demand radio, but it's through an app. App is actually short for application, and radio is... Ha ha ha, D-Rudy. Why do you keep calling me that? We know what apps are. Well, just so you know, I'm still all in on Santa's case. That small mitten, how do you explain that? A red herring. 
Red herring? <laughs> I'm gonna tell you one thing, Chet. If the mitten ain't a fitting, you best be a quitting. You can say that cute line all you want, D. Rudy. A good defense it doesn't make. Let me get the king here to the bar. Good to see you, Richie. If you hear from him, you know who to call. Come on. It's interesting seeing all these dynamics play out in person. Before, I got all of them in silos, usually on their own turf. I get the impression that Chet and Sally really don't get along all that well with Derek. Open bar. Drink whatever you want. As much as you want. Thanks, dear Rudy. Jesus, you too. I forgot to ask, who are you dressed up as? What? You can't tell? I shake my head. He's wearing wire-rimmed glasses and a tan suit. To be honest, aside from the wire-rimmed glasses, he looks the same as he always does. Well, I'm, I'm David Rudolph, defense attorney, you know, from the staircase. Derek leads me past his staircase and over to the bar. I need to go put your Uncle Alfred away and mix it up with some of the other people. Have fun. Thanks. Hey, Mr. Presley, what can I get for you, hun? Uh, do you have any mistletoe malt? As a matter of fact, I do. Derek did say that there'd be at least one person who'd want it. Enjoy. I stand at the bar looking around at the different clumps of people. It's Halloween. Most of them are dressed in black or dark colors. They actually kind of look like clumps of coal scattered throughout Derek Rudolph's massive home. A strobe light passes by, blinds me for a second. The sunglasses aren't helping, so I take them off. I blink my eyes, and when my vision comes back... Hi, Richie. Hey, Princess Jesper? One in the same. My gosh, I thought you were going to the North Pole. I was. I did. You did? Uh, yes, and I have a lot to unpack. Yeah, it's best to travel light when you go up there. Lots of airports, the train, the dog sled. Easy to lose. No, I, I mean psychologically. The elves, their motivation, their commitment, their inter-elf dynamics. Oh. So you know everybody here, right? Who's the mysterious man in the corner? I look in the direction she pointed, and I see a guy who doesn't seem to be dressed in any sort of costume at all, unless he's trying to be McGruff the crime dog. But no dog head, no floppy ears. I think he's kind of cute. I'm not sure who that is. Hey. Need another one already? Well, actually, yeah, but who's the guy in the corner over there? A mystery man? Yeah. Oh, that's Detective Ruff. Detective Ruff? How have I not heard of him? Uh, maybe because you weren't listening. Princess Jesper is putting on black lipstick. She straightens her shoulders, tosses her hair back, and then struts seductively in the direction of Detective Ruff. Hmm. Detective Ruff, huh? Well, we'll see about that. These parties always amuse me. People are always looking to hook up. Richie, babe! Dr. Abernathy? Come on, aren't we on a first-name basis by now? We've shared tacos and margaritas, you goon. Dr. Myra Abernathy, forensic psychologist. She's dressed as a witch. The tall, pointed hat is just about eye level with me, and as she bobs her head, I occasionally have to weave out of the way so I don't get my eye poked out. Okay, Myra, <laughs> how's it going? Good. I've been listening to your podcast. Really? I love it. Your approach was so sweet and innocent until, well... The turn. Until the turn. But the turn was easily understandable. The turn that we're talking about takes place in season one, the elfed day of Christmas, titled Unboxing Day, if you need a refresher. 
So you're still recording, I see. Yeah, the story isn't over, is it? I guess not. I mean, he is still out there. Somewhere. So he hasn't called? He hasn't. Well, I imagine he won't, if he knows how angry you are with him. I shrug. Take another sip of beer. Myra's looking at me in a very intense way. Do I, uh... Do I have something on my face? No. I just like looking at you. Oh, thank you. Ow! I didn't weave that time. Maybe I should have left the shades on a few minutes longer. I'm so sorry. (laughs) It's, It's okay, really. She touches my face gently, and her hand brushes up against the fake sideburns I'm wearing. Your costume. Let me guess. White sequins, oversized sideburns. She takes the sunglasses out of my hands and places them on my face again. These 70s style shades and cute larger than life ears. Hmm. You're Elfish Presley, aren't you? How did you know? I pay attention, Richie. But do you? Apparently, I don't. So you're going to make me do it then? Make you do what? Ask you out. You need to smoke or something? My God, you really are clueless. Ask you out, like, on a date. Date? Seriously? I wouldn't be asking if I wasn't. What are you drinking? Just sparkling water. Are you high? No. (laughs) Let's go out for tacos and margaritas. Don't you want to? Yeah, of course I do. Awesome. Then we'll meet at Los Santos. Tuesday? See? You do pay attention. Myra walks off and I notice my palms are sweaty. My face feels a little hot too. Might lose a sideburn, but that's okay. More after the break. Careful with that one. Huh? I turn to find someone in probably the best costume here. If there's a costume contest tonight... You'll probably win. What? This whole thing? Huh. I don't think we've met. I'm Richie. Billy. Nice to meet you, Billy. Krampus. Krampus? He nods his head. You mean like the Krampus? One of them. There's more than one of you? Well, we didn't appear out of thin air. Had to be some banging going on to make us. I look at him. His legs are like that of a goat with broad cloven hooves tapping on the floor. His horns sway to the music and his tail swings behind him. Uh, sorry, I thought I thought this was a Halloween costume. No, I have to dress up every day the rest of the year to fit in. Today is an easy day, though I did want to come as a Power Ranger. <laughs> Which one? Pink. But I couldn't get the helmet on because of my horns. Couldn't get the pants on because of my tail. And couldn't get the boots on because of my hooves. That's too bad. It is, isn't it? So, let me cut to the chase. I listened to your podcast. Oh, wow, thanks. It sucked. Oh. I mean, until the end, when you finally realize what a scumbag Santa is. Yeah? I've been trying to convince you people of that for years. I really don't know much about... It's because our PR people suck. They almost suck as much as your first dozen episodes do. Um, thanks? But I'm excited to listen this year. And, you know, I hear a lot. I might be able to help you out with locating him. Seriously? Yeah. I'll put my horns to the ground and see what I dig up. That's awesome. Thank you. I think I want him back in jail more than you do. Have fun. You too. Oh, and here. You get Elf B.O. Max? No. Here's a coupon for a free trial. My brother Bobby's launching a new show on there. It's like a late night talk show. 
You'll get a kick out of it. At that point, Krampus kicks back against the bar, knocking over a pitcher of something. Ugh, I gotta quit doing that. All right, Billy, you've had enough. Go on now. See ya. Then, he galloped away. Having fun? Elvish? Uh Uh-huh. How about we turn on the game? Please. Derek grabs a remote and flips a switch to the football game, and I lean on the bar. Boss, uh, Krampus is taking a big old dump in the yard. Jesus. Derek Rudolph runs off to clean up another mess, and after a moment, a guy with an eye patch sidles up next to me. Nice costume. <clears throat> hmm. Let me guess, you're a pirate. Shit, I didn't see you there. Oh, sorry. I have an eye patch. Yeah, I can see that. That's why I asked if you were dressed as a pirate. That's actually not the only reason. He's also wearing a double-brimmed hat, tight pants, long boots, and he's got a hook for a hand. I look like a pirate to you? I mean, kinda. <laughs> With the hook and everything. I'm just holding this for a friend. You look familiar. He turns and accidentally knocks over my beer. Shit, sorry. I have an eye patch. Yeah, we've established that. It's fine. What'll you have, Patch Adams? I'll have a Captain and Coke, please. The strobe light swings by me, and this guy with the eye patch recognizes me for a quick second. Wait a minute. You're Richie Buck? Yeah. I like your Elvish Presley costume. So people do get it. Now, Rudolph's been over there telling everybody. Oh. You're Terry's nephew, aren't you? You know Uncle Terry? Knew your Uncle Alfred, too. Good men, both of them. Shame about Terry's back. I know, I was going to have him... Hunt down Santa. How did you know? I'm a big fan of your podcast. Left you a five-star review. Wild Hog 69. Oh, yeah, you said... This is how justice will be served in the 21st century. That's right, thank you for that. Listen... If you need a little help on this, I mean hunting down Santa Claus and bringing him back to justice. That'll be huge for my career. I've got some media kits out to networks. Do you realize there aren't any shows that feature one-eyed bounty hunters on television? I didn't realize that. We've got a niche product, you know. And the hunt for St. Nick. We could make a lot of moolah. I'm, I'm not really in this for the money. Neither am I. But it's not a bad byproduct. He's right. After Santa's escape, I went into a bit of a spiral. I mean, I was at a pest control convention, got the call he'd run, missed the termites your night mixer, and subsequently involuntarily left my job because of it. They fired me. I've been doing odd jobs and living off the podcast revenue thanks to our sponsors Better Elf, Elfscaped, Blabble, and others ever since. But I'd kind of like to have something other than ketchup sandwiches to eat. My boy went to live with his mama, so right now it's just me and that damn owl that hoots every time I get home. What do you say? Hog raises his hand to give me a high five. What the hell? Let's find Santa Claus. He swings and misses my hand and knocks over my new gear. Gosh dang it! Sorry. I have an eye patch. I'm Sydney, the host of Career Quest Podcast. This spooky season, I am bringing you a new paranormal podcast called Beyond the Gravestone. Come along with me on my journey of exploring connections with the paranormal, and I will interview some friends and experts along the way. I will also introduce you to my silent co-host, Lori. Say hi, Lori. 
Subscribe to Beyond the Gravestone wherever you get your audio so you don't miss an episode. I gotta say, I've had fun at the party, and it's been beneficial. I found a bounty hunter to help me in the search for Santa. I met Krampus, who seems like he might have some intel for us moving forward. And I even got asked on a date. I'd call that a pretty good... Okay, everybody, freeze! Well, it was a good night. Detective Samantha Strong, sheriff candidate. Election day is right around the corner. Easy, detective. You think you're going to get any votes by shutting down people's fun? I believe in law and order, and nothing about this seems in order. Oh, Richie. Elvish Presley. Yeah? Sheriff Bradley Dewberry, dressed as the Macho Man Randy Savage, appears. His beard's muffling his voice a little. Well, Sheriff, or Macho Man, apparently what you won't or can't. I don't like your tone, oh yeah. Well, we'll see whose tone takes it at the ballot box. Don't go wrong. Vote for strong. Remember, you'll be scary if you don't elect Dewberry. Oh, yeah. And then, a breaking news alert on the television. Good evening, everyone. I'm Jill McGill with Action News here. Breaking just now into the Action News studio, a story that is sure to shock the nation. As a matter of fact, it's sure to shock the world. Santa Claus is dead. Santa may be a criminal was conceived in the dugout of Grayson Stadium by Jason Usry, Rebecca Sebastian, Shiloh Katniss, Scott Musgrove, Mickey Cat, and a few rogue elves. To become a rogue elf, head over to Patreon, where you can be naughty, nice, a V-I-E, that's very important elf, or even the mayor of the NOPO. That's patreon.com slash Santa Maybe. Santa Maybe a Criminal is part of the Glassbox Media family, the premier podcast platform for both creators and brands. Santa Maybe a Criminal is written by Jason Ussery, hosted by Richie Buck, podcast production and editing by Richard Buck, social media designed and delivered by Ricardo Buck, website management by Ricky Buck III, all other duties as assigned to Richard Buck. Santa's sleigh sound designed by Captain Fat Hands. Music and sound effects licensed by paying through the ears to multiple royalty-free audio providers, not the least of which are Epidemic Sound, Soundstripe, and Motion Array. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to give us a five-star rating and write a review to get on the permanent nice list, or you can roll the dice. You've been warned. Going to leave you with a public service announcement from a great organization in the true crime space. Thanks so much for listening, and remember always, always, always be nice. Hello, it's Nick from the True Crime Garage Podcast, here to tell you about the Porchlight Project. The Porchlight Project is a nonprofit organization that offers support for families of the missing and murdered. We specialize in funding new DNA testing and genetic genealogy for cold cases. We also offer victims' families renewed media attention 
to tell their story and investigative services free of charge. With the help of our many proud donors, we have assisted in solving a 1987 cold case homicide, and we followed that up by identifying unknown remains from 1881. We are currently working to identify male remains found in a barrel in Cleveland in 1969 and a Jane Doe found in 1980. To learn more or to make a donation, please visit us at porchlightonline.org. Thank you.